The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Guys like Mike Florio. I mean, don't waste your time reading uh, reading crap like that. Hey, Aaron, you may want to read this, baby. Your team, <laughs> number one, the new number one team, jumping up three by beating Whoa. the Cardinals. And my first thought was, I'm putting the Rams at number one. But you know what? And and I saw that Aaron Rodgers said yesterday on Pat McAfee's show, no one thought we would beat the Cardinals. I did, Aaron. You I did. did. Yeah. I thought you would win because. I feel like in situations like that, they, they they find something extra. And I think if they were playing the Rams right now, they would find something extra. And uh, Aaron Rodgers on the short list of MVP candidates, again, could go back-to-back. What a way to end his career in Green Bay if he ends up leaving after the season. And maybe he stays. I don't know. Seems pretty happy. Even with his helmet half ripped off, he seemed pretty happy the other night. But uh, they are number one, leapfrogging the Rams and uh, takes trash on Twitter, says that the Rams play the Packers right now and you have to bet your house on it. Who are you taking? Um, if they play next week, the week after that, come on. So this person's trying to argue I would take the yeah. Rams. I don't know that I would. Yeah. I don't know that I would. Now, maybe with Von Miller, I, would, I don't know. I Because I, I have I have more faith in Aaron Rodgers than I have in Matthew Stafford, all due respect to Matthew Stafford. Yeah, well, I mean, I understand that. Okay, that that's that's good. You're right. I mean, listen, I, first off, I do want to – like, Rodgers does deserve to be in the MVP conversation for me. I think he's a little off the radar right now. I'm going to go, what? I mean, seven straight wins. Come on. Like, we've talked about it a lot. Everything they do is around Aaron Rodgers, everything. It's, it's, it's all him for the most part. He manages games perfectly, does whatever he's got to do, basically on a week-to-week basis to win that game. Oh, like he did last week. Well, we're going to have to run the ball. We're going to have to eat the clock. I'm just going to have to make a few completions here and there, you know, so we can keep those damn Arizona Cardinals off the field, slow the game down. They played it perfectly. But I can't get behind that the number one team. I can't get behind that. I can't. You know, I, again, you know, I think they were a little fortunate the other night. And I do. You know, you've heard me the last few weeks. I think the Rams have, should have been number one the last two, three weeks. 
I think other than two quarters against the Cardinals, they have been dominant. They've led the league in blowouts. They've beat the Bucks like definitively at home. So that's one where I will disagree with you, and you know I love me some Aaron Rodgers, and he's the man, but I, I do think the Rams are the best team in football. Here's why I put him at number one. Yeah. Here's why I put him at number one. They've won seven in a row. Yep. And they beat the Cardinals. And the I Cardinals know. beat the Rams. I hear that you. was what did it for I me. I hear you. That was what did it. That's and I know right. that I reserve the right to ignore logic like, you know, they beat this team or beat that team. But it just and and one of the things that drives me crazy is I see this this lazy pandering take pop up from time to time. Oh boy, yeah. Boy, they're really shutting up all those people that said they stunk after week one. They did stink after week one. They lost 38 to 3. It's not like people were wrong to say the Packers stunk it up week one. They did. Yeah. But that's what makes it more impressive that they've won seven in a row. They dug out of the hole. They changed the tire on the moving car, and the Ferrari is going 270 miles an hour right now. It's impressive. And to go into Arizona without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard, and get it done is a thing of beauty. There's something it to it. And I yes, know. yes, I'm influenced by the fact that I picked them to win, and they made me look like not an idiot for at least one day of my oh. life, or part of a day. I was so pissed. But, I was yelling at Rondell was, Moore when he dropped that punt <laughs> and off his finger. I was so mad because all I was thinking about was you and me and our picks in there, and I was just like, oh my gosh, here we go. Here we freaking go. Florius Pasto, Pasta and Meatballs gut is going to pull one out here, and you did. You pulled it, it out. It really is unhealthy. The level of competition that we have over our picks. Like, I don't need to put money on anything. I have so much emotionally invested in beating I your ass I can tell through our week. text. I, I mean, you, you, I can tell. <laughs> you are emotionally invested. It's like, invested. This, really, this really is not healthy. Right. And we are... We are adults. We should act that way. Anyway, nah. Packers won. Baldy Locks 81 says, I'm a huge Packers fan, but we are like the sixth best team at the moment. I don't know about that. I mean, the, the, I, with Aaron Rodgers and where he is right now in his career, his abilities, his brain, and his physical talents, they're going to be in every game except week one against the Saints in Jacksonville. And this week we get to see how good the Packers are because it's extra time for them Short week for the Chiefs. The Packers go to Kansas City, and we finally get Chris, the Mahomes Rogers uh, opportunity. And they uh, call it the I Sims Bowl. They call the it the Sims Bowl. Your two yeah. favorite quarterbacks. <laughs> now all we need is Josh Allen sitting in the stands watching the game, and the trifecta is <laughs> yeah, completed. That would be. That would be. Yep. You could. You could just rotate those three right around, and you get. No, you got me glued to the TV. Well, hey, it is gonna be interesting. You know, again, we haven't seen this yet. I can't wait to watch it. Of course, you know, Mahomes was hurt two years ago when they were about to play each other. Rodgers ended up going into Kansas City and putting on a show. And, you know, again, I got to think this is a little personal to both of these guys. I mean, Mahomes is the new Rodgers. I'm sure Rodgers still wants to be like, wait, no, this is my territory. Sidearm, you know, lasers, crazy throws. This is, I'm the man there. How dare you try to take away some of my turf in this conversation? But Rodgers is the one that is clearly playing better football right now. That's for sure. I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes is all but admitting he's not playing good. All you got to do is listen to any interview he does right now. I mean, what he even said on Monday Night Football the other night. Yeah, I'm not staying true to the reads. I'm kind of making up my mind before the ball snap. I'm like thinking the defense will do this because they surely they won't let us have that. I mean, he's he's a little all over the place mentally in the pocket. So certainly not playing like Rodgers, who Rodgers has been like borderline perfect since week one as far as just what to do in the right situation 
when to step on the gas pedal and take a chance. And yeah, right now they're kind of two quarterbacks a little bit going in different directions. Rams two, Cardinals three. Hokage says, so the Rams are above the Cardinals, even though they lost head to head. Okay, bud. Okay, bud. Here's how it works. The Cardinals just lost. There's there's relevance in who's hot right now. Four weeks the ago, Cardinals five just weeks. lost. Right. It right. doesn't. Yeah. It, it, this isn't the college game where we're we're trying to figure out seating for the Bulls based upon who beat whom. The Cardinals just lost, and that's what dropped them down two spots. I wasn't going to drop them just to number two and leave the Rams at number three. The Cardinals lost. They fall. And yeah, you know what? In hindsight, maybe I should have made the Rams number one, but I don't care. These things don't mean anything. I wanted to make the Packers number one uh, just just to show the world that I don't hate the Packers, even though plenty of Packers fans I, think. I know. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like over the last two years, you've stuck, you've stuck up for Aaron Rodgers more than anybody in sports media for the most part. So I don't understand why they think you hate him or them or, or anything. I mean, we've pointed out the fact that, yeah, they don't make free agent moves or make the right moves in the draft pick to like help out, you know, the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they don't do it. I mean, so yeah, it's annoying. Here we are the trade deadline. Nothing. Nothing. Stefan Gilmore was free. Oh, they they couldn't fit his contract in. I mean, it's just it's always something there in Green Bay. So, you know, yeah, we've been critical of them from that aspect, not because we don't like the team. I think we both agree we love football when Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers are good. It's a better season. It's a better playoff. There's more stories. So it's not like we're rooting against them. Here's one that I knew was going to create some controversy, but I really did think it through as opposed to my usual just pull it out of thin air or elsewhere. Saints at number six at five and two. Yeah. They were number 12. I had to move them ahead of the Buccaneers because my first thought is, okay, they lost their starting quarterback. I can't move them up all that far, but they beat the Buccaneers with their backup. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and the question that we have from Donkey170, how do the Saints move up six spots when they just lost their starting quarterback? They're pretty damn good with Trevor Simeon. Yeah. And they're going to get Taysom Hill back. Right. And Sean Payton is the reason why they're number six. Exactly. Because... He's 3-0 and in the regular season against Brady's Buccaneers. There's value in that, Chris. So, yeah, they move up even without Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston wasn't the reason why they were a top-10 team or close to top-10. It's the system, That's it's the it. defense, and it's the coaching. That's it. That, they're just not quarterback-centric. This isn't like Der- you know the Titans losing Derrick Henry. We go, whoa. I mean, I, I don't think that at all with the Saints. It's a shame for Jameis Winston, but it's not like he was like, you know, driving the the little engine that could with just miraculous plays and everything. No. I mean, you said it. Trevor Simeon did a good job. Sean Payton's a genius. They can run the ball just about on anybody in football. They got one of the best old lines, you know, to go to go with it in Alvin Kamara. And Taysom Hill's damn good too if he takes over. I mean, I'm not worried like I'm not like, oh no. The Saints are screwed. Jameis Winston's not there anymore. What? I mean, Taysom Hill went 4-1 and one last year. 4-1. and one, And he's got more experience. So what does anybody think? And why Why not at 6? Mike, I love that you put them at 6. This, to me, was like the crown jewel of the rankings. Like, why? Like, you people, you don't think they could beat, like, the Cowboys at 5? I mean, wh- why? Why not? If they can stop the Bucks and Brady, they can slow down the, the Cowboys. You know, we've seen the Bills at four are not, like, invincible. I mean, they're not. 
So the, that I, I think you're spot on with the Saints. The Saints are going to be one of those teams that are just going to keep winning. It might not be pretty. It's going to be ugly. But Sean Payton, awesome. Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator, awesome. I mean, awesome. I mean, that, I'm something I'm going to break down on my podcast later today. He's he's a great defensive coach, and I'd be shocked if he's not in the head coaching conversation again after this year because of what he's doing. Chris, we've been saying it for the last three years. I know. And he hasn't gotten a sniff. That's, now everybody's waking up to Dennis Allen as a potential head coaching candidate. It's time. It's been time. And one of the reasons why the Saints are where they are now is they haven't had to replace a defensive coordinator. That's right. Think about the stability that Sean Payton has had in his coaching yeah. staff. Nobody ever comes calling for Pete Carmichael. Nobody ever comes calling for Dennis Allen. And uh, they, they just continue to have that same system over and over again. And Taysom Hill last year, 4-1. and one. Two years ago, Teddy Bridgewater was 5-0 and oh when Drew Brees was injured. Right. And look at what Teddy's been since then. I love the guy, but he's he is at the very best the top of the second half of the NFL's starting quarterbacks. At the very best. He's yeah. 17. I think you're being at kind there. At the very there. best. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. yeah, you're being very kind there. But yeah, like... At the, I said at the very best. I know, you're right. Exactly right. That's That's a good way to put it. But yes, exactly. I think that says it all. So it doesn't matter. And damn, there's a part of me that thinks if Taysom Hill's the quarterback, they might be more of a pain in the ass to deal with. So like they're going to open up other avenues within that offense. Yeah, he might not be able to throw the wide stick route, four-yard out route as good as Jameis Winston, who actually was struggling with that, so that doesn't matter. So, I, I mean, again, I don't think there's going to be much of a drop-off here once whoever the quarterback is just gets a little rhythm. But the Saints are for real. They're here to stay. And I would be shocked if they're not in the playoffs when all said and done. Took them a while to get going. Yep. Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Then they won one, had their bye, and they've won two in a row coming out of the bye. And their best game of the year, obviously, taking down the Buccaneers. Uh, that's the game where uh, the Saints should be saying, you know, nobody thought we could win. I don't think anybody was picking the Saints. Um uh, in that game, although I think maybe Rich Eisen did. I think I saw the Lone Wolf tweet where he was the only one on the NFL Network set that did. So not everybody was picking the Buccaneers because and you know what? In hindsight, the Saints have handled the Buccaneers, except when it counted in the postseason. And maybe they'll and they have both, they were close to handle them that day, too, the, as we've well, talked it was, about. It was 20 to the 10. Antoine Winfield forced right. fumble away from the game being yeah. over. Right. All right. Titans at eight. You mentioned the Titans without Derrick Henry. And I thought about dropping them, but. What they've done is so impressive. I just look at it this way. I'll give them a chance to perform without Derrick Henry. Okay. If they can't, then they'll drop. Right. If they can't beat the Rams and they get blown out, then they'll drop. They'll yeah. drop then. But but the eight, you know, they, they may not get any better than eight all year. So their trophy for the season, now they've already, I think, won the AFC South, so they'll at least make it to the playoffs. But if they can't respond to this Henry absence, uh, their, their, their crowning achievement is reaching number eight, and it's it's all downhill from here. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Give up on the year you hit PFT in Florida's number eight ranking. Your year's over. No, I, You I, don't think they're going to – I mean, I don't no. think there's nobody out there that can replace this guy. No, no, exactly right. You know, just like we talked about yesterday, I don't. other than Aaron Donald, I don't know if there's a non-quarterback more important to his football team. He, he is the driving force to the total attitude of how they play in Tennessee. Defense has gotten better, so that's where, like, hey, listen, I, I'm with, I, I hear you. You're, you're going to give them a chance to see what they look like. If Julio Jones could get healthy, I don't know. I mean, can they, can they convince a Deshaun Jackson to come there as a free agent right now who just got released by the Rams and didn't get traded? 
and go that route and just play, okay, we're going to run the ball a little. Of course, it's not going to be as good or as effective, but Tannehill can throw the deep ball. I mean, he's been one of the better deep ball throwers in football the last two years. So, you know, that's where, hey, I'm not going to, I don't want to count them out. I think, you know, you said it right. Let's give them the respect to see what they can do without them and see what they do on their offense to change things around. I'm not incredibly hopeful. I'm not, but uh, damn, the Titans, I think, have, have, you know, answered a few questions here altogether lately where I just wasn't sure they were going to be as good as they were after that Jets loss. What a difference, though, for the Colts if they had just won that game and then found out on Monday that Derrick Henry was done. It oh really my does gosh. open things up for the Colts. They still have a chance, but they got to make yeah, up. Four Sham- games I mean, that's another game nine. you won this weekend. I mean, Shamrock's up your butt galore this weekend. Oh my gosh, you're not even Irish. Oh. Shamrock's oh, up your butt. Jeez. And by the way, what? By the way, what? Tell me. We both picked the Cowboys on Thursday, but reserved the right to move. I the know, and you stayed with it again. You stayed and with I it. I stayed with it, and you changed. So you had a chance to make it a four-four week on our disagreements, but it ended up five-three. And Good I think job, I'm up you. nine games now. It's all right. We got a lot of football in. left. A lot of football, oh, but I hate we'll you. See. We'll see how it just goes. Just the same. <laughs> I love that you hate me. Um, <laughs> somebody hates the fact that I've got the Steelers at twelve and the Patriots at thirteen. Yoon for I, how are the Steelers above the Patriots? I, when we get into that range, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's close. I don't know. I don't they know. beat the Browns. They beat the Browns, and they've won three in a row. I've moved both teams up three. The Steelers were ahead of the Patriots last week. So, you know, now now they're they're both up toward the top 10 and let's see if they can keep winning. Look, I think the Patriots are better than their record suggests. Maybe the Steelers aren't as good as their record suggests, but you are what your record says you are. And right now the Steelers are 4 and 3 and the Patriots are 4 and 4. I mean the Patriot the Patriots are at 500 and the Steelers are above 500. Maybe that's the difference. They're 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 the same team in a lot of ways. Like Matt Casey just got my ear and goes, "Aren't they they are. Yeah. Like what what so what?" You know, and yeah, you're picking a team that's got, you know, okay, maybe a few more superstars on defense and a little bit maybe more of a proven commodity at quarterback. I think it's really close, though. I I do that. I mean, again, I don't know who I would take. The one thing I know is both defenses are good. You know, it's a little different where, hey, New England, I think, has got a little bit more offensive firepower than the Steelers at this point. But, like... If we just see what we saw last week, where Big De- Big Ben just doesn't screw the game up, and they play through the defense, run the ball, hey, Big Ben, make a throw every now and then, it's one-on-one with Claypool or Deontay Johnson or Freer- Friermuth, then that's all they need from them. They can win a lot of games, 17-13, 20-17. That's what they are. Patriots aren't much different, but are playing impressive football. I mean, come on. They went in there and handled the Chargers. I mean, it was it was Justin Herbert and company. Other than the first drive of the game, and then the last drive of the game when it was twenty-seven to seventeen, and they went down and got a touchdown with a minute left in the game, they couldn't do Jack Diddley squat on the offensive side of the ball. They had one big run they broke. Other than that, there was nothing. I mean, they went toe to toe with the Cowboys. They went toe to toe with the Buccaneers. The Patriots are not out of this. I saw your comment you wrote on your power rankings, and I thought it was just right. And hold on, let me. If they make it to this single elimination round, it's going to get very int- exactly. Nobody's going to want to see the Patriots when the playoffs come around if it continues to trend this way. They're going to take care of the ball. They're starting to play Patriot football. 
The defense, of course, is phenomenally well coached. It's the best zone defense in football. The Patriots used to be the masters at man-to-man. Now they've gone, eh, man-to-man's outdated. We're going to the next thing. Now they're the best zone defense in football. They're, it's Belichick and company are awesome, and yeah, I, I got... You know they're they're moving up the ranks and and I who cares twelve thirteen whatever they're they're moving up the ranks. Well, and they are moving up the ranks and they are going to be dangerous if they get to the playoffs. And right now they're trending in that direction. We are going to move in the direction of taking a break. When we return, uh, we'll get you up to speed on the trades that actually did happen. Uh, not big names, but names to keep an eye on. And we'll talk about that when PFT Live continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle. And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What the team needs is first and foremost, um, and that's just how it goes. That's the component of team sport and football in particular. Um, that's always the first and foremost. But from a team perspective also, um, it's better to have volunteers as opposed to hostages. And so that's good for the team as well. Playing the hits, Mike Tom. He loves that, that line, one, right? He loves uh, that line. Hey, okay, stop using draft picks then. I mean, come on. Come on. I, you know, I, it's, I get it when a guy wants out. I, I, it's a bad precedent, though, to give every guy who wants out what he wants because then anybody who wants out knows if I make enough noise, I'm going to get out of here. But you know what? The wisdom in it may be you make a place where people want to be, a team that sure. guys want to play for. That's right. And Melvin Ingram wanted out because he wasn't getting the playing time that he thought he was going to get, so yeah. they accommodated him, and off he goes, and they get a six-round pick in return for it. As long as – stop it. As long as <laughs> – that's my crusade against the draft. Yes. As long as everybody stays healthy, it'll yeah. be fine. But that's the risk when you start trading away your veteran depth in the season. You get an injury, you're going to wish you had that guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. But I think he just looks at it kind of like what you're talking about. Like He, does, he doesn't want that kind of hovering around his locker room and dealing with that. He doesn't. He wants positive vibes. He wants everybody in the fight together. He knows he needs his defense to be like angry and 
pissed off on a weekly basis and they're going to have to dominate. I mean, come on. The Steelers have gotten back into like they're, they're playing a style of football like they did with like Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph a few uh, two years ago. That, that's basically what they're doing. They're going, we're just going to control the clock. Hey, quarterback, don't mess it up. And defense, we know you'll knock some heads off and make a few plays for us as we go on throughout the year. Alex Highsmith has been awesome for them. You know, number 56, the other outside linebacker, he really has come on strong the last five or six weeks. I mean, you turn on the film and he pops. So uh, I, I can understand it from that aspect. Yeah, you lose a little depth, but I think the attitude thing, Mike, to your point, is more of the, the big picture idea probably Tomlin's looking at. And this helps the Chiefs because you have a pass rusher now and less of an urgency to force Chris Jones to the outside. That was the grand experiment going into the season. Now what they can do, Chris, right? More Chris Jones inside. And we saw him get a sack from the inside in that final drive on Monday night when the Giants were trying to either tie the game or take the lead. A hundred percent. He was very, last two weeks, he has been inside more than he was early on in the year. And... To me, it, it's it's great for their football team. It does. I mean, he popped a lot the other night. Again, we're, the stat sheet's not going to show what Chris Jones did. But other than Aaron Donald, this has been the best defensive tackle in football the last three years. He's been almost unblockable. And I think a defense end, yeah, you, you could cancel him out a little bit, let alone his skill set is not necessarily made for that. I was a big fan of the idea, but at the end of the day, after watching a few weeks, I went, well, he disrupts too many plays inside. And yeah, now you can get him inside with Jerron Reed and, of course, Frank Clark and, uh, and Melvin Ingram on the edge. That does give them a little something substantial. They need something because they just can't create pressure with their front four. He's the only guy right now. So I understand that. And Melvin Ingram's got a little gas in the tank still. And Frank Clark was coming on a little bit late in the game. He was, it just you're right. It seemed like he was getting held a lot the other night. I said that yesterday. It just seemed like he was getting held a lot, and maybe they'll start calling that if it continues. All right, uh, the Rams. Mm. Even though they suffered a season-ending injury to Tutu Atwell, whose skill set's very similar to Sean Jackson's, they were trying to trade him. They couldn't find a taker. They released him after the 4 p.m. Eastern trade deadline, which means, Chris, he'll have to go through waivers, which means the Lions have dibs. I don't know if the Lions are going to take him, but it would have been better for him to get traded to a, to a contender. He now could get claimed by anyone if he clears waivers. He'll become a free agent. And he can sign wherever he wants. Um, I, I Look, I, I think there are going to be teams that are interested. There should be teams that are interested. He can still run, right. even at... 34, I think he is. Yep. He and he's still good for that one long ball every game. I thought the Rams would keep him around, but apparently he wasn't happy with his role and wanted to move on. I think it's it's a little bit like you just saw, like with with Melvin Ingram and the Steelers. Like the Rams, yeah, they like him, whatever. But it's just like, yeah, we don't need that vibe in our locker room. We don't need to deal with it right now. You know, we're we're rolling. Everything's positive. Everybody's happy. Robert Woods was a little disgruntled a few weeks ago. We fed him the ball. That stopped. So. Uh, I think from that aspect, they looked at it and went, wait, we uh, we got three receivers who are just more well-rounded than Deshaun Jackson, can do more. Yeah, we'd love the fact that he can take the top off the defense, but it's not like the other three guys they have are slow. They might not be quite as fast him, but we saw Van Jefferson catch a 60-yard bomb the other day. Um, but I got to think there's like there's players out there for Deshaun Jackson, you know, and again, uh, you know, yeah, well, his money's not big, right? It was a one-year deal for a little north of $2 million, if I remember correctly. I mean, I don't know. If he clears if he gets clears waivers or waivers or whatever, I got to think teams like the Colts, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Saints, 
all look at Deshaun Jackson a little bit to just fill a role for their offense and take a little pressure off their passing game and whatever else because you said it. He still can run. He can still take the top off a of defense. The team that may be at the front of the line, Chris, all of a sudden is the Raiders now that Henry Ruggs. No doubt. That's released. a good one. Good call by you, Mike. So. You're exactly right. I didn't even put that two and two together. You're right. I, that could be a, a, a spot for sure. Let's take a break. When we return, will Philip Rivers do what we always thought Brett Favre would do? Show up halfway through a season and try to pursue a championship. We'll, well shut that next year. Golly gee, Lock. George, I'll Darn. talk to the Saints. Darn, Darn. I'll talk to them if they listen. I'll listen if they talk. Feats of strength time. Here we go. We got not one, but two from rookie lineman Elijah Vera Tucker of the New York Jets. Beast Mike. Throws a guy down. Let's take a look at this. That's Throws him down. Saves the touchdown And pass. sets up the touchdown. Right. That's right. Yeah. Now, Uh-oh. now we see him again. Uh-oh. Watch this. Uh-oh. Von Bell. my way. <laughs> this guy's down a stud. you go. They picked the right guy at that hey, left guard. Linemen love nothing more than to get to the second level and find a smaller guy that they can do this to. My son used to love doing that when he was playing I wish he in high school. Here you. we go. He does. Oh, good. He does. Good. Way to go, Trey Alex. Smith. Says Austin Johnson, get out of the way and bust open a hole. Look at this. Yeah, big This drag. is just painful to watch. I watch mean, it. Man. Oh, man. And Austin Johnson's a big dude. Gave up his helmet to make it happen. Dan Moore taking out Malik McDowell. Keep an eye at the top of the screen there. Oh, he just, he, he it's just, it's just like chopped down a tree. Watch him come in and out goes McDowell. That's a double team, but still, the guy comes in from the side and just puts him out of his misery. Here's some misery inflicted by Dante unreal. Hightower. <laughs> ah. And it's he he's on a double team too, but still he's gigantic. He just throws him down. Dante Hightower with, with half of his body. Oh, I know. He is Dante Hightower. I don't think people realize sometimes how big the Patriots are. They're again, they're one of those teams that when you see them in person you go, "Oh, this is why the man. This is why the Patriots are always be able to physically hang in. They're they're way bigger for some reason. They have a uniform that just doesn't do them justice. But man, Dante Hightower is in the conversation for one of the biggest middle linebackers ever. Trust me, he is like fasting and starving himself to be two seventy. I mean, he really is. He's got a cinder block for a head, and I say that respectfully, but it gives them a lot of versatility. Guys like him and Jawan Jawan Bentley, you know, they can they can play like de facto defense end and de-tackle the way you line them up because they're so big and strong. And of course, it gives the Belichicks a lot of versatility on the defense because of their size. And that's the Parcells way. It Always is. get right. the biggest, strongest no guys, doubt. including the big effort at quarterback. All right, scale of 1 to 10. And this comes from Sam Farmer, the L.A. Times. Spoke to Philip Rivers yesterday. And Rivers tells me he hasn't heard from the Saints but would listen. Rivers has said this before. His name doesn't come up organically. He injected it into the conversation. 1 to 10. How likely is it we will see a Philip Rivers comeback this year, Chris? I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to go low here. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say a 2. I'll give it a chance. I don't think it's going to happen with the Saints. You know, first off, I think like Sean Payton talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago. Like, it's not an easy offense to learn. And they got guys there they trust. And Phillip Rivers is not exactly going to be in the trust tree for everybody when they watch film the last few years. So that's why, 
You know, again, I think it would take something miraculous at this point to to see him back in the league. I'll go to three. Okay. I was going to say four or five, but you've convinced me to stick it at three. I just I love a good story, yeah. so I'd be rooting for Philip Rivers with his bolo tie to oh, walk through the too. door and right. <laughs> shucks and golly gee his yeah. way to maybe a Super Bowl championship. Oh, I wish. Yeah. Scale of one to ten, how likely is it that Dak Prescott starts against the Broncos? Doctor Jerry Jones said he has every reason to think he'll play. Look, Jerry Jones has every reason to get people to show up for the games and buy all that overpriced stuff. So he's going to huckster his way into making people think it's going to be Dak, even if it isn't. Scale of 1 to 10, do you think it will be? I do. I'm going to say I'm going to give it like an 8 or 9. I mean, to me, he's going to start just – it's about, you know, I think he's going to practice tomorrow, Thursday, and they talked about Friday – so it's just about getting through that. But from what we saw Sunday night pregame, the way he was moving around, you alluded to it yesterday. I mean, it doesn't look like he's far off. So I, I really expect him to play. I'd say have them both ready, Prescott and Rush. And if there's any doubt, if there's any inkling, if there's anything about Dak, then just flip to Cooper Rush. But they can win the next two. Then after that, Chiefs and Raiders just a few days apart. The Sunday before Thanksgiving at Kansas City, the Raiders on Thanksgiving, that is going to be a gigantic game given where the Raiders are this year Man, and the Cowboys. Can't wait for that one. Scale yeah. of 1 to 10, how many slices of blame pie do the headsets get for the Giants' 2-5 and five record? Uh, and now the league, the league said yesterday we have not identified an issue right. with the Bose headsets made by Bose. Yeah. Bose, Bose, Bose. Right. They, made, they the want to make sure Bose yesterday. didn't look bad. That's Bose. for sure. Uh, I, listen, I, I'm not going to give this too much credit here. I mean, how many slight? I mean, I'm going to give it a, a, a two. I, I don't think it's affecting whether they win or lose the game. It didn't. I don't think it was the headsets that caused the timeouts in the second half of the game uh, on Monday night. Might have been the first half timeouts you look at. So, you know, again, it's a pain in the butt. But, man, this goes on around the NFL a lot. It really does. I mean, I, I would tell you just in my career, I mean, it was a few times a year where Gruden, you know, Jeff Fisher, something, something's wrong. What the hell's going on? He's going to yell at the tech guy to go get the damn headsets ready. What's wrong with the damn headsets? Can't you do your freaking job? And then they'd be fixed the next series or three, three plays later. It happens a lot. Is that where you got it from? Is that where you got it from? Well, anytime there's the slightest technological <laughs> glitch, you lose your freaking mind. Uh, Is that where it's from? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. It's just me and technology. We, we don't like each other a whole lot. And I'm, I'm you, always... You are... You are the calmest, nicest, most self-deprecating, funny, great to be around, unless and until there's an issue with technology. <laughs> then, my God, run and hide. Dad is home and he's mad and he's taking off his belt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's. I think how my kids feel sometimes when things aren't working right. I am the guy that's like, why isn't the freaking TV working? What the? And then a lot of four-letter <laughs> words. And then I, I, you know, I usually make it worse. I get mad as I try to fix it, and I end up ripping a wire out because I'm pissed off that it's not working right. And I make it worse. And I go, man, I wish I. And never you got those that. big giant hands yeah, yeah. and this tiny little wire. I think that's part of it too. Um, by the way, yeah, Joe Judges should have never gone there. That that would have been the best play because you're there's no right. way to raise that without it making it look like you're making excuses. Right. Just keep your mouth shut. Deal with it quietly, and because you create a, a storyline. 
that, that just that kind of makes you look like a boob, frankly, uh, all due respect. I say that respectfully. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, that he made himself look like a boob. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Which quarterbacks have 10 weeks to prove that they're the guy for their current teams? That's today's draft. We'll do it next on PFT Live. Cousins made it public almost that I wasn't really considering what you guys. It? I just wanted you to make a good offer. Have we lost, Mike? Is that what we have in here? Okay, 20 minutes on the reset. They've lost everything up in control. I am now hosting this show. I've outed <laughs> Mike Florio and said the hell with him, and we've gotten rid of him. No, he's got some technical difficulties. How the hell does this happen? See, Mike, this is bull yeah. once again. Ooh, let's just do that the whole show. Chris <laughs> no. talks to Chris. I want to know what you guys did. I think you've been planning this. I think it's a coup d'etat, and I think you're trying to take over, and I don't appreciate it one bit. I've already gotten emails pointing out the Simsism from earlier in the show when you said Simsisms. Harder said than done. I'm sure they want to pull their hair out and be a little bit dictatorish when it comes to this thing. But um, we know it's 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 easier or harder said than done, that's for sure. I did say so, that, I know I did. Damn. Simsism. Damn, Simsism. It's done. seven AM on the East Coast, okay? I'm still waking up a little foggy in the brain. That's why I gotta drink so much damn coffee. I gotta wake myself up. Simsisms. Harder said than done. All right, we gotta get to it. Quarterbacks who have ten weeks to prove they're the guy. I've gotten some emails from people who want the trivia question to come back. They really enjoy it. Yeah. The problem is we never have time no. for it. So no. you're up, Chris. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna go with the, the obvious one here to start. Just I'm Tua. Yeah, he's he's got ten weeks. He does. I mean, I think that's just low hanging fruit. But I think it's the one that jumps out to me the most out of a pretty substantial list of guys that you look at that got 10 weeks to prove it, really. But he is the one. He's the number five pick. It's year two. All the talk we've had around the situation in general with the trade, everything, you know, this is it. He's got his chance to prove it. We'll see where it goes. I thought about going Jimmy Garoppolo, but we already know he's not the guy. Yeah, it's I know, right? time before it's Trey Lance. Right. So I'll go Teddy Bridgewater. Now, I think the Broncos already have seen enough to know that they have to look elsewhere, but they're at 500. Yep. And he's got 10 weeks to prove he's the guy. Right. So he does have a chance to do it. I don't know that he will, but he has the chance. Yeah, has the chance. I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like, it looking like, eh, no. But if he finishes strong, kind of catches on fire, you know, maybe it changes at least the way they approach the offseason. Maybe they still use him as the bridge quarterback for a young rookie. Who knows? I mean, he, he certainly can can have a say in this. Uh, I, my number two pick here, I think, is, is Sam Darnold. I mean, again, uh, just Sam Darnold, it's it's been it was good early on. It wasn't great. People think it was good because he had rushing touchdowns and they were winning. I know that it was good, not great. And then it went into pretty damn bad for a few weeks. And then last week was just eh. I mean, they did everything they could. They played like the Steelers game last week. They basically said we're going to run the ball and play defense. Sam, we're not even going to give you opportunities to mess the game up. Like we're not even going to give it. We're, we're, I mean, they had drives where they ran the ball. Every freaking play of the drive, they were like, nah, we're not even, we've seen enough. But hey, they're still four and four, got a fighter's chance here. They do have a great defense. McCaffrey could be back soon. Maybe he can find his rhythm and get back going. Sam Darnold. Next one for me, and this one isn't obvious because we haven't seen him, but projecting forward over the balance of the season, Taysom Hill. The Saints quarterback. Yeah. He's in the last year of his contract right. there. Jameis Winston won't be back as the starter next year because he's not going to be healthy until who knows when. Torn ACL in November. You're not going to build your planning 
for 2022 in March around Jameis because he's not going to be healthy then. So this is it. If Taysom Hill is going to be the guy in New Orleans next year, he's got to prove it now. Otherwise, Sean Payton's going to be looking elsewhere. So Taysom Hill's my second one. Yeah, I get you there. Uh, he was uh, he was on my radar too. I mean, they, they got a chance, whoever that is. Simeon, Taysom Hill, and I would expect it to be Taysom Hill. Um, Jalen Hurts would be my third. You know, again, I, I think maybe some of the writing's on the wall to a degree, but they're staying competitive. Every few weeks he has a game where you go, ooh, wow. The one thing I would like to see with them is, like, stop fitting a, stop trying to fit, like, a, you know, what do they say, a, a round peg into a square hole. Like, no, st stop. Like, do what you did last week. Run the ball. Start running Jalen Hurts. I'm sick of some of these teams drafting these quarterbacks or having these quarterbacks who they tell me they're such a great athlete, and then they go, we'd like you to drop back like Tom Brady 40 times a game and throw the ball around the field. That's not what he is. Run him. Quarterback design runs. Use him. See what he's got. Go Lamar Jackson style with him. That's what I would do. And stop trying to like you know ask him to be surgical in the pass game. Not going to happen. It's not. I've seen enough. Um, but yeah, he's got a chance here to you know maybe stop them from drafting a guy or trading for Deshaun Watson in the offseason. One thing I know about putting a round peg in a square hole is it is definitely harder said than done. No doubt. Um, no doubt. <laughs> last one for me is Baker Mayfield. We've already talked about it. For yeah. all the reasons discussed earlier in the show, he, he's entering the option year of his contract after this season, franchise tag the year after that. I think the Browns are going to have a hard cap on what they want to pay him. He's going to want to make a lot more than that. And I think the Browns are one of the teams that have to ask themselves, are we going to go all in? Russell Wilson, Ohio native. I, and, and we've said this before. If I'm one of these veteran quarterbacks looking for a place where I can stack the deck Tom Brady in Tampa style, yeah. the Browns are very attractive to me because they're taken care of everywhere else except at quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I get it there. I think they would be very appealing to quarterbacks out there who are free this year, whoever that may be, Watson, Rodgers, whoever. Uh, but uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, there's – hey – I mean, there's there's a few guys. I mean, you know, I thought about Big Ben a little bit, but I I don't know. I mean, again, again, I think that's kind of it's like it's already over. Yeah, it's already it's over. over, right? I mean, yeah. who else? Do you have anybody else on your list? Uh, I had Matt Ryan on the list, but yeah. I feel like they still want him. I think so too. Right? Yeah, I think you know, I hear people with him and like Kirk Cousins, and I want to go. Oh no, they're playing really good football. I know they're not like dominating, hey. but how yeah. about Zach Wilson? How about Zach Wilson? Oh, don't get me started. Don't get I, that was the started. idea. Yeah. Well, it's a bad idea because we got to take a break. Yeah. When we return, we, we, we have a, a, an update on one of the most forgotten superstars in recent years in the NFL. We'll let you know what's going on with him when PFT Live continues right after this. I'm in. Michael Thomas, who set the single-season reception record a couple of years ago, suffered a week one ankle injury in 2020, had off-season surgery this year on that ankle, far too late to be ready to go. He's still not ready to go. NFL media reports he has a new separate ankle injury. I don't know when we're going to see him again. And around the Saints, the attitude is it's like he doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, it's so bizarre, dear. Chris. I know it is. I mean, he. I mean, it's he's a forgotten man, totally missing in action and, you know, you know, like you said, two years ago, he was the hottest thing going. I mean, it seemed unstoppable. Crazy story there. We're missing in action until tomorrow morning at 7. We'll see you then. See ya. Have a great day. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.